0: Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com/safety
1: don't miss the year-end appliance savings now at Bray Scarf with incredible deals in-store and online. Their best-selling models are in stock and ready to go. So book your one-on-one VIP appointment now. Get exclusive double rebates on select GE Profile and Cafe packages plus a GE Ultra Fresh front-load washer and dryer pair priced too low to advertise. Enjoy the year-end savings going on now at Bray Scarf where it doesn't cost more to get more.
3: This This is not a test. This is not
4: a fucking test. Broadcast transmission. Broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. We are. And now, and now.
3: Welcome to the Cry Char Radio Show where we kick the issues in the balls. We in our and um, we are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends justify a the, the ends justify the memes. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in the prepared to be shocked. This is smash mouth talk. If you can't ex- if you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host Louis B. I takes no bullshit from nobody. Actually, expose the bullshit of society and chop it up into easy to digest chunks for you today. It won't be any different. Today we're going to be talking about abuse. Um, we got we got we got uh, special guest Gabe Brown coming on the show. In fact, let me let me call him. Uh, and uh, we're gonna be talking about. Uh, basically a uh, topic we started off last week um, Gabe went to a <clears throat> Gabe went to a a a speech done by antifa leader chip Berlay, and we got the audio today so we're gonna be playing the audio and also we have a, uh, a corona coronavirus update so uh, let me get uh, Gabriel Brown on the line right now. Hello. is this gabriel brown of the cleveland browns
5: sure we're not
3: all right very good hey how are you how, how are you uh hidden in your bunker
5: yeah i guess you get to say that considering there's nowhere else to go oh. <laughs> and the funny thing is i always tell people they're <coughs> paranoid to uh, hide in the bunker yeah I'm not even hiding in a bunker. It's just, there's literally nothing open anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it can't go anywhere because everything in our society has been shut down by the hysteria, fear, panic, whether there's uh, danger or not. Yeah. So I just kind of hang in here watching movies, different types, Yeah. You know. actually watching Valkyrie right now. Oh. I thought that was interesting. So, uh, uh yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> That's a conspiracy uh, to take down Hitler, which you know failed. But there were people in Germany who tried to stop his uh, regime before it went into total collapse. Well, mode and um, it you was know, they kind of got killed as a result of uh, for quote unquote treason. Yeah, I anyway. mean, <laughs> it, it wasn't
3: so much um, they 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 weren't doing it because they loved the Jews and they were, thought that it was wrong. They just got tired of the war. They didn't want to be. They didn't want to well, lose.
5: Professional soldiers. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, they understood that the strategy wasn't making sense, and uh, it was going to lead to the collapse of Germany if uh, course didn't change in a proper direction. So yeah, they you could call them you know German patriots in a way because they did want to you know preserve their country. They mm. just uh, but they recognized that the direction that it was going and was. Going in the direction of madness that was going to lead to the total collapse of Germany, which essentially did happen, you know. But I mean, it's kind of similar to our crazy politicians here at home, where they're leading our country into a path of destruction, and you know we see where it's going. I'm not saying we're going to engage in a coup or anything, but uh, at the same time, I am saying that these are people leading our country into madness with everything going on. So. <laughs> It's you know I think it, hopefully in at least in this country we might be able to use words instead of potential physical violent action to achieve what we're seeking. I prefer words, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stick with that. So yeah, it's pretty wild
3: stuff. Yeah, it's me. So well, I mean, yeah, I mean it's uh, but let's let's get on topic here. Um,
5: sure.
6: Yeah.
3: Goodness, I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm an essential employee, so right. you know, I you know, I'm luckily I don't have to stay home. Uh, unfortunately, with the type of job I have, it, it's like my company is not does not give a fuck about my safety at all. Uh yeah. <clears throat> so you know, pretty much I'm a fire watch guard. At the job, you know, because I work at a home, I, I work at a home homeless shelter, so that's why I'm, I'm essential. Um, the 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 company because we we contract with different nonprofits. Yeah. So basically, what they did was um the the building, the building uh company the company that runs the the shelter at the building. I'm not going to tell you which one. I mean, I'll tell you off here, but I can't say this out front because you know no, I got, some, okay. I got I, some I got some fucking just, haters. You don't
5: even have to tell me what building it is. Personally, I, I yeah. comprehend why. Um, but as far as your uh, place of employment is yeah. concerned, they have you in a pickle. So yeah. To speak. Yeah.
3: So apparently, they're um, <clears throat> apparently these fucking people um, are 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 have forbade us from wearing masks. Um, even though the mask don't really do anything, uh, because, uh, because mind you, the only mask that really work for, uh, for, for this virus are the N95 mask. And the only way, but the thing is the only way for the N95 mask to work is if you are properly fitted by a professional. And since I am not a frontline medical professional, Meaning, the you're generally
5: not going to be fitted for that no. type of mask unless you go to a facility and have them personally fit it on yeah. to you.
3: Yeah, and of course, my company is not going to spend the money to get to have me fitted for it. And <laughs> right, But right. even and but even if I was to go on my own, spend my own money, and get one, and I would God I, you
5: could if you wanted to. Just to say, in America, unlike like a socialist country where you yeah. don't have that option.
3: Yeah I mean it is an option You're right it is an option I can get it I just can't wear it in the building Because not because uh, Of any real Regulations or how It goes against a dress code or anything It's just it'll make people Feel bad
5: So in other words You were almost being restricted A protection Option of protection Because of a politically correct Reason exactly Kind of like uh, politically correct reasons led to the results of a virus finding a way across the borders. Yeah. And having control over our industries where the country of origin can restrict the flow of our supplies mm-hmm. to the people of this country. Mm-hmm. Would that be accurate? Uh, that would be very accurate. So, yeah, in my estimation, and I think you would agree with this, uh, political correctness is uh, it, it kills it has, and it has a potential killing. It people, does. It does because it's leading your society to crumble.
3: The fact of the matter is, if we weren't so <sighs> fucking worried about looking like racist xenophobes, we would have had a fucking lockdown border and perhaps many lives would have been saved from this a so, uh, uh, alleged virus, and the reason why I'm saying alleged virus because I personally don't believe that there is one.
5: Right. No, I understand why. I mean, when you go to the, when you do research on it, you you do look at the symptoms, and it's virtually identical to the common cold or flu. So yeah. it's hard to imagine possibility that there could be a virus. Uh, I'm kind of um, one of those people where um, I basically there is a possibility there could be this virus. However, uh, I don't think the way that the people in charge are currently combating the situation in, in, a, in the greatest of ways. Mm-hmm. So therefore, um, <clears throat> if there is a virus, they're not doing a great job in dealing with it. The people, you know, particularly in this state, other than I always I see them doing is trying to shut down society, offering no solution on how to combat this thing and completely wrecking the economy. And I must say, I I think they have motives for doing that because of their actions, not just recently, but previously, just months ago when they tried to encourage the impeachment of our president, Donald Trump.
6: Oh,
3: yeah. So,
5: yeah, I see motives here at play, potentially, and I think that needs to be further examined, not just by us, but by everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I mean, it's like, oh,
3: he wanted to shut down travel between China and America, which... Makes sense.
4: Well, yeah. Which
3: which makes sense. I mean, it's like, okay, it's a Chinese virus because it came from China.
5: It's not racist. Well, literally, it's not politically correct to call it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan coronavirus. That's that's completely politically incorrect. You can't say that. We should not speak of the country of origin of where we've been told this comes from because that would be racist. Mm -hmm. But just bring it here. Yeah, yeah yeah
3: and then and then blame him for allowing it to come here
5: yes we have to blame donald trump for the coronavirus because obviously it was conjured up in his basement not the country of origin which we can't speak against because you know they might just manufacture over 90 percent of our goods Mm -hmm. now that's also another interesting thing that these uh commentators in the media have uh not only attack Trump for his uh, politically incorrect speech about the virus, and all of us as well, labeling everyone racist to even speak of the coronavirus and the root origin of where it comes from, but that should also raise questions. You know, they talk about Russian collusion, this and that, with all people like you or me or Trump. Well, how do we know there's no Chinese collusion with these media whores who oh, yeah. are acting as mouthpieces for the Chinese communist government? And we don't really know the answer to that unless we start digging into some research and examining that. I mean, there's already evidence that our uh, entertainment industry and the movie industry and even the NBA and sports has been influenced by China to water down its criticism or completely avoid any and all criticism of the Chinese government altogether. We've seen evidence of this months ago, not years ago. I mean, a great example of this, Louis, is the remake of uh, Red Dawn. Oh yeah, which, uh, the original was a classic film. It as is. far as I'm concerned. And, and, I, the, and the honestly, remake, I've been Louis, having
3: I've been having fantasies, like uh, in the Red Dawn situation, where, <clears throat> especially, and this might be, and someone's going to probably steal my idea, or this probably has already been done, that because of this virus, we were thrown in such a way that it made it easy for another for, for China or another foreign power to take, take us over. And, you know, people had to, uh, regular Americans had to result in, um, guerrilla warfare.
5: Well, I mean, the, the potential of China having that kind of influence on us because of a manufacturing base Mm
6: -hmm.
5: and their concerns of, uh, You know, economic dependency upon us. Um, I mean, who knows? We could face a uh, one on one fight with China in the future if uh, things continue to go in the direction they're going with them. But as far as the film uh, Red Dawn, I guess Mm -hmm. I'll bring some context to what China did to influence the remake of that film in a different direction than its original uh, plans. Now, the remake was uh, supposed to be a conflict between the guerrilla forces and local community in, uh, you know, America dealing with the Chinese uh, takeover of America. The Chinese were supposed to invade. Now, China didn't like to hear the sound of that about, you know, their ability to come here and invade. So instead of the Chinese government invading in the movie, they forced Hollywood to change it over to North Korea. So instead of the Chinese government, you're now fighting the North Koreans because the North Koreans are well- capable of invading America on a massive scale, the way the Chinese are. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they kind of made it. I, I gotta tell you, I wasn't too happy with that, that they influenced, uh, Hollywood to such a degree that they changed, um, the movie script to reflect what they wanted, which is funny because the movie is supposed to be the exact opposite of that kind of, um, mm-hmm. you know, thing. And if you look at the original, uh, movie for uh, Red Dawn when they were dealing with the Russians and uh, the, you cu- know, the, Cubans. the Cubans and other elements of the Soviet pact. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie wasn't really changed over to reflect what Hollywood wanted. In fact, many critics in Hollywood or actually many of the, the Hollywood elite called that movie a fascist movie. They hated the director of it mm-hmm. and creator of the film. They called him a fascist. Yeah, you know, it's just like the uh, RoboCop film with uh, Van Hove, I think his name is a uh, director of that. They called him a fascist, and his movies are all fascist too. All the good movies get called fascist by these uh, Hollywood elitists. And and the funny you thing,
3: is, the funny thing is, it shows it's it, it it doesn't show that fascism in a in a positive light. It just shows, wait, this this is what fat, true fascism will bring, and it's not a good thing.
5: Well, yeah, it shows the totalitarian state in, you know, whether it's a left-wing or Mm right-wing form of totalitarianism. It shows that it's actually not a good thing. And funny enough, the director of RoboCop 1, he uh, he lived in Holland during the period when Nazi occupation was a thing. So he actually lived under uh, German fascism Mm -hmm. and had been very much opposed to that. So even though his movies are considered very uh, violent or, you know, extreme to some extent, you could argue that that's something that he had kind of grew up around at the time when he was a child. He's actually, he's Mm -hmm. not promoting it in a glorifying way. He's actually exposing it because he doesn't agree with it. And these people, these elitists don't even comprehend that, that, you know, these filmmakers are not promoting fascist or fascism or fascist ideas. To glorify this stuff, they're actually pointing out how it's horrible. And they're pointing out that totalitarianism is a horrible ideology that takes over your society and how to resist it. So I think that's actually a good thing to show people rather than a negative thing. And like I said, the Chinese government is a totalitarian communist uh, state. And they are manipulating our capitalist economic system for their personal gain and benefit. And so much that they could affect the outcome of what we show in our entertainment industry, as well as sports, and how we handle this virus right now, which is crazy to me. And that, that's why we should honestly reconsider uh, what we're doing with China yeah. and get out of there and start rebuilding our industries here, our factories here, mm-hmm. and start giving jobs to Our domestic populace, let them manufacture our products that we all use and let them have a future here instead of supplying a government that literally hates our country's freedom that is really no ally to us in any real sense of what an ally would be. And I think you'll see improvement in the quality of our life here as well as um, the possibility of us never allowing such a virus to affect our country again. Like, imma- if this is indeed a real thing Imagine if all those No borders, no
3: wall, no USA at all Because of this virus They end up saying uh, You know, America first <laughs> I mean, Bernie Even Bernie and, and Trump Agree on this one aspect Of bringing manufacturing back to America
5: Well, if Um you know, I know Bernie's been conflicted as of the last few years because of the people running his uh, campaign mm-hmm. and the message, because um, they tend to be more of an open borders kind of crowd. But the old, you know, Bernie pre-Trump and you know pre you know during the twenty sixteen election, if I remember correctly, was in fact a favor. He was in favor of. You know, economic, domestic economic growth by, you know, not having uh, open borders. If I remember correctly, he actually spoke out against the idea of using open borders to exploit labor because he argued it was a Koch brothers uh, scheme to have this, uh, you know, this illegal immigration populace come in here and take over these jobs. They they were actually just being exploited. And that's an argument that I've had said for many years based on the realities we're seen firsthand on the ground while in the workforce. And it's also interesting that the, you know, people who were more left oriented used to talk about how big corporate multinational businesses were exploiting illegal aliens for, you know, economic gain at the exploitation of the working class. Now you don't see that, that type of uh, sentiment voiced anymore. By people on the left, some people on the left still voice that um, position because that it's, I mean, we'll face it's fact. But there are a lot of these uh, people nowadays, the the social political elite types that are, you know, people call themselves part of the left. They won't talk about that. They just say that's right wing racist saying that. But what's funny is Cesar Chavez, who I could hardly call a right winger by any stretch of the imagination, also was a very much, you know, he was an opponent of illegal immigration in the region he hailed from because he saw how those people were being used to exploit workers in the country of where he was. I probably wouldn't agree on many things with Cesar Chavez, but one thing I certainly do agree with is he's absolutely right that these corporations would exploit these workers domestically in favor of, uh, you know, the illegal immigrant class of people coming in and taking those jobs. So I'm not really all that shocked that that would be the case. And yeah, the left does not really want to talk about that anymore because it's been hijacked as a controlled opposition movement by the corporate elite um, that control the left, you know, entities like the Ford foundation who, uh, you know, claim to advocate for social justice. You go on their website they look like a, a you know social justice like type website but in actuality they' they're just part of the left-wing uh, monopoly capitalist class the crony mm. capitalist class on the left that's what they are mm. so yeah this this but as far as this coronavirus stuff is concerned there are many different factors the situation is that they the Chinese government has been sponsored and funded by the New World Order pawns here in the United States, you know, deep state, whatever you want to call it. They've been for decades. They were being propped up, our military secrets were sold to the Chinese mm-hmm. government by the Clintons throughout the 1990s. Um, I'm sure these diseases were provided to them as well, and they were able to do something with them. The and if you look at the larger picture. The new world order was under heavy attack all the way. As of last year, they were under attack when it came to, for example, uh, Hong Kong, the protests. Then they were uh, the LMS movement in Europe trying to demand the EU stop doing what they're doing to their countries. Brexit was a major victory. Mm-hmm. And in the United States, we're having an economic revolution of revitalizing our lives because we haven't seen such uh, growth in a very long time. All of those things, whether it be the Hong Kong revolution, to speak out against the Chinese oppression, the Yellow Vest movement, or what's happening here, had literally shut down overnight and been blanketed and covered to the extent that those are no longer issues of discussion they're no longer covered they're no longer issues of discussion that those revolutions have been completely covered by coronavirus 24 7 news coverage and you don't hear anything about them so new world order is obviously upset that those things were taking place. So it would make sense that this virus would be allowed to come here, would be allowed to end up in Europe and China to shut everything down, whether that was intentionally a conspiratorial plan or not. But if it was or wasn't, doesn't really matter because that's what they're going to use the crisis to anything that they need in different regions of the world. And they said, how are going to shut that down? And obviously it has succeeded to some extent to shutting them down and suppressing any kind of discussion of those things. And you look at the politicians back here. They're taking full advantage of the situation. They, they lost with the impeachment efforts. And they were briefed as much as the president was as well on the potential threat of corona and did nothing during the entire impeachment proceeding efforts to prevent coronavirus from coming to the United States. That is pretty evident. In fact, some of these uh, congressmen, if I'm not mistaken, were selling off their stocks Mm. to uh, protect their economic interests as if they knew ahead of time that corona was going to be a threat to the United States. Now, that's really funny to me and really not that shocking. One too many times this has happened with these people. And they, they couldn't stop them with the impeachment. And I think that they're they, these people are intentionally wrecking the economy by imposing martial law-type um, measures in these communities around the country, whether it be in California or here in New York. I think Governor Cuomo and the rest of these characters... They're uninterested in recovering the country. They couldn't destroy Trump any other way. They did everything in their power for the last almost four years to work against Trump. In fact, He was trying um, to be bipartisan with them.
3: Yeah, let me read this article because it says, uh, Senate stimulus bill would be terrible for New York, says Cuomo. Uh, In fact, is there a video? Is there a video about to pop up? Yes, there is. Hold on. Let me see if this video is relevant. Let's see. Wait for the fucking video to load. This Justin, like, honestly, it's it's like they really just they just can't. It's like they would rather see Americans suffer than actually seeing the president be right, proven right, or actually uh, do something for the people. Like, how do you stop the stop someone for doing something for the people? that voted you in to do something for it for them well
5: the problem with these people is jay i think they're uh i think they've become so narcissistic
6: mm-hmm.
5: because you know they talk about how trump is such a narcissist whether that's true or false doesn't matter at this point because these people are so narcissistic and so they have been engulfed by trump derangement mm-hmm. syndrome to such an extent that they would rather they would rather let the american people suffer then improve the quality of the situation right. as we see right now. And I, I'm seeing evidence after evidence of this. And I'll give you a primary example of what they're doing <laughs> at the moment. Okay. They did nothing. They, they were complaining about the impeachment, couldn't win that. They, I'm going to go as far as to uh, say, I don't care how hyperbolic or extreme it sounds, mm-hmm. knew about the virus, potential threat, let the virus come here did nothing to truly respond to it and eventually allowed it to incubate to the point where we were people displaced. were Oops, hold down, and hold scared
7: and yesterday morning speaker oh speaker flew back from
3: Whoops. Okay. Wrong video. That was, that was Sen, uh, Senator Mnuchin blames both sides for bickering over coronavirus stimulus bill. In fact, yeah, let me, let me play that video first from Fox news. Um, yeah, let me see what he says. And then I'll play the Cuomo. Sure.
7: Yeah. Let's close. Then yesterday morning, the Speaker of the House flew back from San Francisco. And suddenly, the Senate's serious bipartisan process <laughs> turned into this left-wing episode of Supermarket Sweep.
8: mm Well, there were some tense moments on the Senate floor yesterday. Democrats and Republicans say they have since made some progress on the coronavirus stimulus bill. This is the House unveiled its very own $2.5 trillion proposal. Joining us now is Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. Senator, good morning to you. Good morning, Ed. You were one of the folks It got a little hot in that Senate chamber uh, yeah. yesterday. You and Senator McConnell went back and forth. We'll get into that the details of it in a moment. But I think our viewers are waking up saying, do you guys finally have a deal? The markets certainly are up today on optimism yeah. of that. Is there going to be a deal today, sir? Well, they should be optimistic about it
1: because I'm optimistic and all of us are optimistic. We think it's as late as midnight last night. Things have been really worked out, uh, and there might be some few a few things just finishing up today. Hopefully, they'll get past that, uh, and uh, they're drafting the bills we speak. So we'll have uh, we'll have the bill in front of us before we vote. So working on that, as we should be. Something-
2: Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices.
1: We don't have to wait 30 hours or two or three days and everything mm-hmm. the way it was played out yesterday on the floor. That's not accurate at all. The Democrats are not going to hold anything up. There's no filibuster going on. We will use C, which means unanimous consent, everything, yes. once we have an agreement, Ed. But, uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we have a good bill.
8: But, Senator, can you understand why some of our viewers and some people all around the country in your home state of West Virginia are sure. frustrated? They've seen Democrats block this at least twice. One of the things, in fairness to you, that you were pressing Senator McConnell on was about a cash flow to hospitals, particularly in your state. It's a poor state. You want to get people the health care they need. But there are people watching this saying, wait a second, your party, sir, blocked this bill twice, and it's got $100 billion for hospitals. So weren't you slowing down the cash flow to those hospitals? Ed, Ed, when
1: we did not vote to advance the bill the first two times you're talking about, that money wasn't there. That's what the negotiations were all about. Where's the priority? You can print all the money you want right now, Ed. We want, it, we want to avert, a financial meltdown, okay? Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. definitely want to all do that. We have a <laughs> medical meltdown now, and if you don't at least put money in, on the front end of this for our medical providers, protecting our medical workers, and if at the end, you know, the, the basically uh, significance of this bill should be based around can we find a treatment for the virus? Yep. Can we basically we have a vaccine that we can hopefully as quickly as possible? We know that could be at least a year or more, but basically keeping people safe. So if they contract this disease, that they know <coughs> they're going to be able to have a yeah. treatment that will cure them. And we we'll have a vaccine, hopefully, that will prevent it from ever happening. Those are the things we're working in. And in, in, in the first bill that came out, they keep talking about bipartisan. We had two bills when we got back here on, on Monday. Yeah, We had two bills that we moved through in a truly developed in a bipartisan way. You heard no squabbling at all. Okay, Senator, Wonderful. two quick
8: points I want to get to. Uh, first one is, you just said the focus is, you know, we've got to get the economy going, but you got to kill this virus. How does adding the uh, wind and solar tax credits and other goodies that Democrats wanted in this bill, how does that kill the virus? Exactly. Well, what do you think of that? Uh,
5: you know, I was definitely going to. Discuss that with you.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: I was going to get because that kind of was the point I was making earlier, leads into that point. Yeah. I mean, let's think about this. You spend all this time doing nothing productive to counteract all these uh, coronavirus scares. Mm-hmm. They're shutting down industry, they're shutting down business. People can't go to work, they can't do anything. People are in panic mode, so to speak. So what is the solution here? Mm i got to put it to you this way. To the Republicans' credit, they took vacation off because they recognized the emergency that these Democratic governors and mayors have created around the country Mm -hmm. of mass hysteria to create an emergency stimulus plan. Now, a lot of things I've heard, although maybe I'm missing some details, but what I have heard is the Republicans took off vacation time Because they knew it was important to take care of this bill. It may not be the perfect, most perfect bill, but at least they made an effort to try to fix things. Now, they were going to support the American people by providing the American people's money back to them, uh, a portion of it, Mm -hmm. up to $1,000 or $1,200, if I'm not mistaken, of money in their pockets so that they can sustain their life. And they're also going to spend money on corporations to ensure these jobs still existed when things get back to recovery mode. Because what good is having money just in the hands of the American people if they have no jobs to return to because these companies have gone belly up? That's just not feasible. So it makes sense, too. And you know me. I'm criticizing corporations, but I understand the argument. you got to keep them running if these people are going to have jobs in a restored America. Now, that stuff makes sense. I also did hear, well, I'm a little fuzzy on this, that Trump was also going to send money to um, fight off the coronavirus in the medical industry. Now, I, I'm a little fuzzy on those details, so maybe we be wrong about that. But that, I heard some something along the lines of that. And then I heard the Democrats didn't go off on their vacation, and they kept their vacation, came back and complained about what the Republicans were willing to propose to fix, you know, an emergency system Mm -hmm. of relief. They actually blocked the bill and then made a proposal of their own, which is over 1,404 pages of, like, Green New Deal and things that really don't have anything to do with the immediate threat of the coronavirus. I mean, to me, this just sounds insane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm laughing, but that that's like, am I watching a Saturday Night Live skit here? I mean, is this comedy that these people are, and, and I find out Schumer from New York and Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi from California, two states where they practically are encouraging martial law type provisions to literally shut everything down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's incredible to me. That, that also raises the other point I wanted to make earlier, Louie. These people are literally seeking to impose martial law provisions, the stuff that you and I had spoke about for 20 years, if not 10, that we were worried about under the Bush administration, mm-hmm. and even the Obama administration when they were talking about, you know, continuity of government program with Northcom and FEMA. These people are actually calling to use those powers that we've known they've always had the ability to do. So that debunks any kind of, person that says that all the government doesn't have the power to do this oh they certainly do and they've exercised that not only do they have that power but they've considered using it on the american people during this crisis and we heard that flu pandemics could be the time that they would try to do it Mm. so i know i'm kind of going on these different topics here which is all related but this is an example of these people they're so irresponsible to the american people They still don't care about the American people. They would try to restrict them from getting any kind of stimulus uh, support. And they're all complaining about how, oh, we can't support this bill because it supports corporations having money. Again, I have to say, if these companies don't exist, what jobs are these people going to go to when when everything starts recovering and this coronavirus is no longer an issue? Mm -hmm. They're not going to have a job to go to. What's that gonna do? That's gonna lead to um, civil unrest, riots, because people I mean, what are they supposed to do? I mean, they gotta feed their family somehow. And you know, they're only gonna get so much money from the stimulus. So that doesn't make any sense. These people aren't making any sense unless their goal is to wreck the economy, wreck the country, to spite Donald Trump because they hate him so much. Yeah. Yeah. That to me, you know what that reminds me of, Louie? What? That reminds me of the battle between Stalin and Hitler at Stalingrad. Hmm. Hitler was obsessed with Stalingrad because of its name and committed his army to fight that battle to the point where he lost many of his soldiers hmm. he was because he was absolutely obsessed with the name Stalingrad. He had to win that battle, even though he didn't really win it, and they ended up getting pushed back. But he was willing to sacrifice as many men as he could just in order to get that that victory that he never really achieved over in the Stalin, battle of Stalingrad. But that just goes to show you that these, these um, leaders are willing to sacrifice people if they become obsessed with something. And I, I don't see much of a difference in the politicians we have in America, the way they're acting right now, that they would be willing to sacrifice uh, the lives of the citizens of this country, just to spite Donald Trump. If, like I said, this virus situation is really as extremely deadly as they're trying to portray it in the media. Mm-hmm. The media has its hand in this too. Oh yeah. Because let's face it, they're all obsessed with Trump the same way that these politicians are. It's like a big team mm-hmm. with different positions that they all play. And they're all doing the same thing as well. They're encouraging this, uh, effort of martial law provisions and restriction of the American people's rights and suspension of the constitution and refusal to provide the American people the money that they it was literally stolen from them by the you know for taxation that honestly they should be given mm-hmm. I, I'm not as you know, I'm no fan of socialism, and I don't like government handing money you know for entitlement programs because I've seen the way it's been utilized. but I also have to recognize that the money that's being handed back to the people was theirs to begin with exactly. It was stolen from them. So, if if I understand that principle, then clearly I don't look at this as in terms of socialism, per se, in the, the yeah the normal sense of it. I look at it as this is our money, we had it stolen from us, and we need it back. So I'm not opposed to people getting their money back for these programs. If the and if anywhere, if it's going to go anywhere, I'd rather go into the hands of the people than end up like what happened in 2008 where all our money was bailed out to these mega banks mm-hmm. like Goldman Sachs and everyone else, and the American people didn't get a dime of that, and they ended up losing their homes with these mortgage uh, crisis situation. So at least if the money's going to go anywhere, at least it's going to come back in the hands of the American people If what the Republicans are proposing. right? Whereas the Democrats, I don't think they have any grasp on reality at this point. They, if they, you know, I mean, just look at how they don't... They're acting well, scared about the virus, but yet their their programs they want to spend money on do nothing to combat the virus.
3: Right. In fact, here let me let me play. Uh, and uh, Mario, uh, Mario is it Mario Cuomo. Uh, Governor Cuomo's uh, uh, saying saying that Senate stimulus bill will be terrible for New York. Let's really hear his sure. rationale.
9: Yeah. Uh, the Senate is also uh, considering a two trillion dollar bill. Uh, which is, quote-unquote, relief for uh, businesses, individuals, and uh, governments, Uh, it would really uh, be terrible for the state of New York. The $2 trillion bill, what does it mean for New York state government? It means $3.8 billion. Uh, $3.8 billion sounds like a lot of money. Uh, Rob Mejica, the budget director, can talk you through the numbers. But we're looking at a shortfall, revenue shortfall, of $9, $10, $15 billion. Uh, This response to this virus has probably already cost us $1 billion. It will probably cost us several billion dollars when we're done. Uh, New York City only gets $1.3 billion from this package. Uh, that is a drop in the bucket as to need. I spoke to our House delegation, congressional delegation, this morning. I said to them, this doesn't do it. You know, I understand the uh, Senate theory and the Republican theory, but we need the House uh, to make adjustments. In the House bill that went over, New York State got $17 billion. In the Senate bill, we get $3.8 billion. Uh, And, well, you just, big spending, we're not a big spending state. I cut taxes every year. I have the lowest growth rate of the state budget in modern political history, okay? Uh, So we are frugal and we are efficient. I'm telling you these numbers.
5: What's going on over there? (laughs) <laughs> Jesus I gotta laugh at this this is like there's so many things I could say about this man speaking mm-hmm. that just are laughable mm. I mean this guy tried to literally build a tunnel underneath the town I live in mm. and wreck our community or economy he went to do a survey as far as I'm concerned when he went to a bay cleanup he went to a bay cleanup acted like he cared about our environment and then turned around a couple years later to say, I'm going to build a giant tunnel in your backyard, literally, and it's going to go to Westchester. Oh, and it's going to wreck all the economy here locally to the extent where the fishermen are going to be out of business, the restaurants are going to be out of business, MS Domain, we put a giant tower in our community. And he was willing to spend more money than God to do this project. He wants to talk about how it's going to cost the taxpayers all this money. Is he insane? I, I, I can't even listen to him complain about the coronavirus costs at this point
6: mm.
5: because that is so insane to me. He he was going to do things that were going to wreck my community where I live. Mm. And yet now he's talking about, oh, this tremendous. I've been lowering taxes. Well, you know what? If he's been lowering taxes, why are, is everyone's taxes going up? I know we have local scumbag politicians that have been stealing all our money, but everyone's fleeing the state of New York like it's uh, –
6: i uh, in
5: droves i mean like it's popular and there's people there's for sale signs everywhere nobody can afford to live in the state of new york it's absolutely out of control
6: mm-hmm.
5: and, and everything he's saying is just ridiculous he, he he's against the people getting their money back
6: he
5: again i don't i, I personally don't want to i don't want to hear this man lecture me on how money should be spent when he tried to bulldoze my entire community and destroy it After coming to a Bay cleanup a few years earlier, Mm. it sounds insincere to me on so many levels that I I can never trust him to do anything. You know what he's doing? He's trying to prop himself up like he wants to be president of the United States in 2024. And mark my words, if he doesn't run then, he will run for president in the future. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's trying to do. King Cuomo wants to act like he's the president of the United States he wants to run a country like New York State, if not New York City, with his boy the Blasio.
0: So- Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com/safety.
5: Oh yeah, that's just—it is comical. Of course, he's complaining about Trump. Of course, he's doing all these things. He—he he tried to—he acted like he wasn't going to let martial law provisions come into mm-hmm. New York, and then he kind of like backtracked and kind of just said, "Oh, whatever." As far as I'm concerned. So he he didn't stand by the people. He made it look like he was maybe going to stand by the people, and that changed all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I get it. Okay, diseases change things, but you know what? I it's, I don't think these people are interested in changing anything for the better. I mean, Cuomo did say it himself. America was never really that great mm-hmm. to begin with. So he, he hates America. He wants to run in the ground. They'll take any and all opportunity to do that. I don't care how hyperbolic or sensationalist people think I sound right now because mm. I, don't, I don't know. His actions speak louder than my words on your show right now, I'll tell you that. Right. And they have spoken plenty of what he's really about. Right. So So um Yeah.
3: We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back we're gonna talk about um
5: your encounter with Chip Berlay. Sure, that should be fun. I actually just handed Suntan the book. Ah. <laughs> he's looking at it right now. Ah, cool, cool, cool. So, um I'm gonna play uh forget I uh,
3: let's play something else. Um where should I play? Where should I play?
5: Well, I'll go on a few minute break to go talk to him and let you uh do your break and then when you get back I'll uh I'll uh get
3: on with you, again. Alright, we're gonna we're gonna play uh, I'm gonna play my beloved tragedy with um yeah. Sanctuary. And I'll give it back to you tomorrow night. He's gonna give back to okay. you tomorrow night. All right. Yeah. All right.
6: Tell you
3: what, I'll, uh- Oops. Uh- Yeah we'll be back in five minutes. This is the Cry Shout Radio Show. This song is called Uh Sanctuary by the group My Beloved Tragedy. I- we'll be right back. This is the Cry Shout Radio Show. Kicking the issues squarely in the balls. Mm-hmm.
4: of magic
3: Yeah. That was My Beloved Tragedy with their song, Sanctuary, on the Crouch Out Radio Show. We are back. Uh, we're back with Gabe Brown. He's having a conversation instead of muting himself, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully that didn't bleed through. Gabe, what's up? We are back.
10: Yes.
5: Uh, I was just talking to my friend, Suntan. He uh, has acquired the book All right. From Raleigh, and he's going to read through it. And maybe we should have him on next week to uh, discuss what he learns. Oh, uh, it's around to finishing the book. All righty. So um, I got I got
3: both your videos queued up. What should we start? Yes. F- well, what we're going to do, we're going to we're going to play some of the videos. We're going to stop it in the middle uh, and we'll we'll discuss it. Which which one do you want to start first? Uh, Chip Relay on how the right wing populism breeds neo fascism or in- encounters of the anti facult cult kind.
5: Well, here's my question: mm-hmm. uh, Have you been able to examine any like particular clips you want out of the lecture on this uh, in no. the twenty, the forty-minute video?
3: Oh, is it forty minutes? Oh shit! No, well, not. it's
5: twenty minutes. Uh, question and answer, basically, it's twenty minutes of his lecture.
3: Well, I haven't listened to that part. I haven't listened, finished listening to all of it. So I believe let's let's start with the Encounters of the Antifa Cult Kind. That's
5: only nine minute video, so you yeah. could probably go for that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Let's let's do that. On
5: the basis of what happened to me mm-hmm. while I was there. All right. So.
3: so let's play it. I'll stop it. I'll stop it intermittently to to get your your get your take. Sure. Right. And here we go. This is uh. In fact, you could go to, if you guys want to see this video, go to his channel. You go to youtube.com slash GB0083. It's time for a new name. It is GB0083 on the YouTube. Just look for GB0083. And without further ado, here it is. This video is called Encounters of the Antifa Cult Kind with Spencer Sunshine and A March 11th, 2020. Spencer Sunshine, a high-ranking Antifa figure, attempts to intimidate me.
10: And who are you? Uh, Gabriel. And you are from where? I'm just an individual by myself. But you're a member of the American Guard. A member of everything. and a member of nothing. And you were at Charlottesville in the fascist demonstration. To document what went on. Uh, I'm not a fascist. Yes, you are on the fascist side. No, I'm not. You belong to groups that endorse white nationalism. No, I am for First Amendment for all groups, including you. Yes, you are in. You are a member of a group that allows and supports white nationalist members. No, I support everyone's freedom. You are of a rights. member Everyone. of the American Guard. I support what they do. You are and a I member of the every- American Guard. Yes, I support what they do. <laughs> you are a member of a group founded by a famous Nazi skinhead organizer. I am in favor of everybody having for freedom, no matter who they are. I would prefer if you left. I, I don't I, think you have any reason I'd like to, to see here.
3: what's going on. I don't think you have any. I reason want to learn either. what's going on. I think you hang out with violent people. The only you to violent is people that you hang out with. Okay, can you explain
5: that? What why he's like you you hang out with violent people. Pot well, kettle black? Well, well, let's see. He says I hang out with violent people. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean really Let's think about this Yeah, Anybody has the capacity to be violent If they really want to Um, I hang out with all sorts of people I hang out with anyone between hippies and skinheads Some of the people I hang out with Maybe they have the capacity to be violent But they generally don't utilize violence Unless violence has been utilized against them first Mm -hmm. We call that self-defense Right So um, generally when I'm hanging out with people of all these different circles, nobody's getting attacked physically. So it's a lot of it's um, guilt by association, uh, and the fact that some of the people I hang out with look kind of scary because they got tattoos all over them, and maybe they dress a certain way. His so they're basically being judged based on the way they look, whether they're actually those things or not. You
3: you hang but out with you hang out with fa- fascist skinheads, right? Um, well,
5: according to him, I hang out with uh, fascists, everything.
3: Like, the fact um, is, he, the, the, like the thing that annoys me, for, uh, aside from his voice, is how he came He came in hot.
5: Yeah, you know, he, uh, So like I told you the last time we uh, spoke on this issue, mm-hmm. I showed up to the event uh, mm-hmm. a few minutes before it started. I saw him across the room, and I had a feeling he was going to come up to me and do exactly what he did. But I, I wasn't necessarily 100% mentally prepared on how to handle him because mm-hmm. he did, as you said, he came in hot to try to pressure me and, you know, intimidate me. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, the things that he kept hammering me on, like, or you know, you're part of this group, you're involved with these people, you know, these things. My answer to all those things are very simple. I'm in favor of the Bill of Rights for all people, including you. Uh, people are allowed to have vile views, whether I agree or disagree with them. Mm-hmm. I am always going to talk to anybody on both the left and right to learn from those people so I can accurately comprehend what they actually believe, think, and do in real life, not mythological fantasy land like some of these people are living in. So. Yeah, he kept hammering me about the American Guard, and I'll say it again. Yes, I am a member of the American Guard. He just kept hammering me, and I couldn't really explain that. But I didn't think it was relevant to even explain that at the time because what's the point? It's all guilt by association anyway. Mm -hmm. I did tell him I'm a member of every group, and I'm a member of no group because it doesn't really matter to these people what the truth is. If they accuse you of being part of something, they're going to do that. And you could try to tell them all day long that you're not really that. But they don't really care at the end of the day, right. as clearly he didn't. And know. also, yeah, was the group founded by somebody who came from a, with a shaky past? I mean, yeah, you can look up Brian James. He has a key past. But as far as I'm concerned, that's not the person he is today. Whatever he was in the past, I don't see evidence today of him being that same person. And my interaction with him personally has never showed that that to be the case, that he's that person today. And if I really believe that he was that person today, and that's why he created the group, just so he can have a Nazi group, I would immediately resign. I would have no part of it. Mm -hmm. There's a reason I'm not part of the National Socialist Movement or the Ku Klux Klan. Mm -hmm. It's pretty explicitly clear what those groups are about. The American Guard claims to be about something entirely different. So therefore, until that day comes where that's the case, I'm not I don't see any reason to hold somebody's past against them mm. if they have changed in their future. I believe people have a right to have a future. Their past.
0: Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.
2: Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
5: It doesn't dictate who they are in the future. They dictate where they want to go as a person and how they want to grow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Spencer was playing that little game, you're guilty by association because of that person.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Not because of any action I ever did. Right. Per se. So, yeah, I I think I handled myself as best as I could considering that he was trying to heckle. He was trying to heckle me into a violent
10: position.
3: Right, right. And I refused to give in. In fact, let's let's listen to some more. Sure.
10: All right. I have okay. not been well, I think violent that you're to anybody Around a lot of violent Nazis yeah. I'm glad countries. to finally meet you in person Yeah, well, that's a one-way
3: thing What a faggot thing to say Well, that's a one-way thing
5: Well, that just goes to show you, Louis That these people are not interested in having dialogue With people whom they disagree mm-hmm. with They don't care about what their real thoughts are They care about demonizing them And hanging them as uh, heretics, so to speak Guilty of heresy to the cult which is why I call him part of the cult mm-hmm. The Antifa cult So yeah they don't care about what you really think And that's why he said that I actually never got to meet this man Until that day in person After five years of him smearing my name Calling me a holocaust denier And an anti semite And many other vicious vile things Over the years But I'm... it was nice to meet him in person The person who makes these accusations yeah. against me Who's never actually seen me in person Or ever met me Right. But anyway all right, here we go.
10: I would prefer if you left. It's not my choice, I but I you think just... you have no reason to be here. I have plenty of reasons to be here. I'd like to assume. I don't think you do. I go to everything from left to right wing. Right. I'm sure that you do, and I always. Will.
9: Okay. Chuck, me I'm mate. not sure what to do. What I want to know is if you have any gun in there.
5: Why would I have a gun? No. I don't carry weapons.
3: Okay. First of all, why does she assume that you have a gun on you?
5: Uh, well, when you watch the video further, you're going to find the answer to that to be that she was informed that I've been known to carry guns mm. at places, mm. which is really funny because I don't have any prior history or, and there's no evidence of any history or anybody who will come out of the woodwork to mm. say I've ever carried a gun to any event, and mind, because I never have.
3: And mind you, if you, if they really believed you had a gun the last thing they would do is approach someone they believed they had a gun. Why would they
5: approach anybody that they thought was extremely violent and dangerous as Mr. Spon- Spencer Sunshine you attempted say? to paint a picture of him. You're about to call him Mr. SpongeBob. Well, he... Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Mr. Sponge brain. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's, he's got a sponge for the brain. Mr. Except Bob he just sponge. doesn't absorb any knowledge. He absorbs nonsense.
3: Yeah. Alright, yeah. here we go. Let me... I would kick him out. Huh? I would kick him out.
10: Huh. <laughs> I, kick out. <laughs> I don't think the <laughs> I
3: would
10: ask you about A comb,
3: a comb. The by the water. Okay, I have to ask
9: my speaker
4: if he's
10: okay with it. you literally have a t-shirt that a hate that's
3: <clears throat> the other United Riot. That's not acre. Yes, it is. They don't hate anybody. I don't hate anybody either. My parents are
5: heavy. Okay, so who, who who's the United Riot? Uh, United Riot Records is a, a record label company for a, a friend of mine named um, Dennis from Fed Up a oh. Hardcore Band. It's a hardcore white um, record label. That you know, you can go to their website. They they make it very explicit what they're all about, and the, I think this is a, a statement they put out a couple of years ago that explains how they were founded and what they're all about mm-hmm. as a group. Now he's calling it a hate group because the Southern Poverty Law Center on their website labels it as a hate group, mm-hmm. despite the fact that there's nothing hateful about the group. I mean. In many ways, they're kind of similar to the Proud Boys in the sense. These guys like to go to the bar. They like to get drinks. They like to listen to crazy, rowdy music and have good times sporting events and barbecuing. There's no seed hiling or any of that crap going mm-hmm. on with any of the times I've ever, ever been around those guys. I mean, I've been to a – I'll put it this way. They had a voice show, a hardcore show going on in This guy's at this guy's house in his front yard, mm-hmm. and the only banner I saw up at that house was the American flag? Mm. In fact, yeah, I'm on their website right now. They they have a
3: shirt from uh, get, I believe a band called the Wolverines, and it is a rattlesnake. Uh, you know, red, white, and blue. You know, with the with the uh, the old uh, Betty Betty. Uh, I was about to say Betty White. Betty Ross. Betty Ross um, design flag.
5: Yeah, with, with, this is with, patriotic, yeah. uh, blue-collar, patriotic uh, American-type stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys aren't Nazis, and actually some of the songs have been very critical of Nazi skins. and They, they are skinheads, mm-hmm. but again, they, they, there have been some tracks that you know rather critical of both communists and Nazis. Mm-hmm. So they don't necessarily stand with either. They're American patriots, as far as I'm concerned. They're pro-America. They're pro-Constitution. So I got no, I got no harm with them. I got no issue with them. I like the sweatshirt that I own, that I bought from them. Yeah, I mean. Which has the red, white, and blue colors to it in the fist. Yeah. Because I grew up as kind of a hardcore person. Mm. I grew up around hardcore music. I grew up around hardcore people, blue collar, working class, middle class type people who love this country. We have great 4th of July parties on Mm. the 4th of July. You know, I grew up in a community like that. So, yeah, I love that um, sweatshirt. But, again, when these people say, oh, that's a hate group, this is a uh, fascism, this and that, the, the people screaming that literally think America is a white supremacist country and that the mm-hmm. Bill of Rights is a white supremacist document. Mm-hmm. Individualism, I guess, is a fascist and, you know, white supremacist document, which is really interesting to me. But that's the type of mindset you're dealing with, these people who want to be the Determination of what definitions are. If we're going to go with their determination of definitions, which I don't subscribe to. <clears throat> but yes, I did have that sweatshirt and I don't deny it and I like it and I, I usually wear it. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll let, you, I'll let you
3: play the rest of the video. Yeah, let's We'll do talk this. more about that. Yeah. By the way, check out United Riot. Go to UnitedRiotRecords.com. Pick up a T-shirt. Uh, they have the United Riot Records T-shirt for 1995. That's a
5: freak plug for them. Uh, and I also should say this, too. Louis. Mm-hmm. The guy Dennis isn't even white. He's a Puerto Rican dude. <laughs> well, there you go. He's not even a white guy. So, I mean, I, what kind of white supremacist website is he running if he's not even white? I, mean, he, <clears throat> I know enough about things to know that that guy is not about white supremacy.
6: Mm-mm.
5: He's just a hardcore kind of crazy character. And does his thing and has his website mm-hmm. with you know the stuff on it, and I'll support. I support local stuff. And I support local people. I'd rather buy that than some uh, corporate-owned company shirt that you know has no spirit, no spunk to it.
3: All right, cool. So, so here, yeah, yeah, let me had to say that. Yeah, cool. Let me let me play this. One and a half minute later.
5: Yeah, it was about
10: that. So as long as you're respectful, I will be respectful. You have my word. I'm just here to watch. And you are unarmed. You talk. Unarmed. I, you unarmed. I am not hurting anybody.
5: I'm here to learn. I'm here to talk, and I'm not going to hurt anybody. I've never been violent to anyone. Okay. You have so, my so, word I was told
9: that you sometimes carry a gun.
5: I've never. I don't own a gun. I've never owned a firearm. No. I was told. <laughs> Well, if you listen to Spencer Sunshine, when he was speaking earlier, you are a member of this group. That, that kind of reminds me of like the language of like, <clears throat> I compel you to. You know, what's the language they say? Uh, the power of Christ compels yeah, you. that's it. The power of Christ compels you. That's what kind of like it's almost like he was trying to like uh, exercise the demons out of me because uh, apparently I'm demonic to his cult. Like, yeah, to and, his and his it was cult. like it's like it's not a hate group.
3: It is. It's it's not. prove prove that it is. You have skinheads. It, okay. Doesn't look like
5: every skinhead's a Nazi racist and not every skinhead is even like that. Skinheads is mean, like a, it's a working class kind of cultural I mean thing. I've you know, seen black I've, I mean, I've seen black
3: skinheads for fuck's sake. In fact I was I was like, at a I was at a, a skinhead um a skinhead concert uh while I was on a date with this girl and um the knitting factory in williamsburg brooklyn i forgot the name of the band it, it, it turned out to be a horrible date cuz she she i just she yeah side note you know the the fucking the, <laughs> the fucking bitch i go there i go i buy tickets or i i get her be you know you know not that she owes me anything but the fact of the matter is she only freaking agreed to go on a date so that way she can make another guy jealous
5: yeah uh, yeah i can see that that happens not because uh, of you personally, Louis. I just I. That's unfortunately. There's a lot of crazy people like that that I've, I've like, encountered. So, so
3: yeah. So so you know so you know and, and I've said that it's school, in life. <laughs> I was like I was like first of all you know you, you, you like why the fuck didn't you tell me this in the fucking first place so that way I could be like no alright anyways bat bat sorry but you Never know,
5: good yeah. or bad
3: yeah. music was good, though.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it's me. It's a fun time. Yeah. And it's like they want to take that away from everybody by saying, oh, this is offensive. It's, uh, you know, it's racist. It's sexist. It's this and that. It's like, yeah, it's fucking rowdy. Okay. It's whatever you want to call it. And then you
3: ask them, and then you have the nerve to ask them, okay, give me specifics. I don't have to give you specifics. Okay, so, you know, calling, saying something is racist, sexist, or whatever, or or, uh, xenophobic, or whatever type of phobic, That's a heavy charge. You can't just say someone's a racist without fucking proof. Well, apparently
5: they think they can. And if there's no they they talk about like things have consequences. They don't realize there's consequences, what they say too about when they lie about people. And the truth will come out eventually that, you know, what they're doing is they lie about people and they they smear and they they use the most vile things to say. Like they literally claimed I showed up to the event week done with no evidence of that. And they claim that I'm known to do that. Well, let me ask you this question. Whenever I've run into you in person, I've opened my bag. Have you ever seen a firearm in the bag? No, perhaps. I think the answer is pretty clearly no. Perhaps a dildo. Yeah. No. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm kidding. No, but like you, everything I described having in my bag is probably what you've seen in person. You've seen it have yeah. a brush, you've seen yeah. I have a notebook, and probably a laptop or something. Yeah just whatever and I have those items and I've always had those items in the bag and, and, and that's a whole bunch the only of magical items in the bag and, and the whole people bunch are of trying to fu- sensationalize fucking, the nonsense yeah. it's not real you know, it's fiction
3: I'm, I mean the only the only weapons that you have are truth weapons because you have a shit ton of paper in there
5: articles sometimes I carry a lot of articles sometimes I carry mm. documentation uh, yeah well apparently words are magical because mm. they cast magical spells. I guess that makes me a witch or a wizard or something. You're a wizard, In the eyes of these uh, cult members. It's kind of dangerous, wouldn't you say? Expecto Patronum! (laughs) Okay, so, uh,
3: yeah, let me play this. (laughs)
5: Yeah, so So, as you you can see, as I told you last time, I did not show up with any intent to shut that thing down. I went there to hear what they had to say, let them say whatever they said. I was just there to document it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I stuck to my word, and I never violated that word. If they ever try to claim that I was violent or anything, that's BS. And here's the proof All right. on this video. Here we go. It
10: is Chip Rolette.
9: Uh, he's an investigative journalist and scholar who's studied far-right movements and considered conspiracy theories for over 40 years, including three decades, a senior research analyst at the Think Tank Political Research Associates. He's the co-author of Right Wing Populism in America, Too Close for Comfort. And his new book is uh, Trumping Democracy from Reading to the alt It's available here for purchase. Yes. He's the co-author of Neo-Nazism, the neo nazism (coughs) entry in the Encyclopedia Judaica, and has written for the New York Times, the Boston Globe, the Progressive, and many other publications. He says it's too late to ask if fascism come to America. It's already arrived in a variety of forms. Um, that
5: stretch the sword carrying neo-Nazi in Charlottesville to the White House in our nation's capital. It's our mission to defend human rights and preserve democracy itself. You have to Thank you very much. Get him, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Louie, I must say, obviously you watched that video clip, and if you watch the screenshots, I'm sure that... Uh, you know that I put in interesting little details about Mr. Belay's uh, connections Mm -hmm. with regards to the Ford Foundation stuff. Now, as you heard Spencer scream at me in the video about how I'm uh, guilt by association with so many violent people and this and that, and this person's guilty of that. You notice how when I did a little digging, with regard to political research associates that come up with uh, Ford foundation funding, you know, Chip Belay, who's a a key person involved with PRA, his outfit, which has $700,000 annually, and they act like the equivalent to the Southern Poverty Law Center on a smaller scale. They are sponsored by the Ford foundation. Now the Ford foundation is you can see in the screenshots is named after Henry Ford, the automobile um, industrialist manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Now, Henry Ford is an interesting fellow because he goes back to the 30s. Now, he's controversial in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because of um, the type of people he was uh, willing to communicate with, uh, such as people from the Third Reich. Hitler admired Henry Ford and what he did. And what, he, as well as what he had to say, he actually, uh, for every automobile that was sold at the time by the Ford Motors Company, they provided you a copy of the International Jew, which I guess talked about the Jewish conspiracy to take over the world. Or something. I, I really should read what is actually in that pamphlet.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: But he used to provide that to the customers. Now, because of this, he's been accused of being an anti-Semite, and I believe he also received awards from Hitler's Third Reich. So would that qualify him as being a Nazi in the eyes of some? Yeah, that would. And so with all that said, if I'm going to be accused of being the thing that other people either used to be or maybe now, whether true or false, shouldn't these same people be applying that standard to the very sponsors that provide them funding as well as resources. Wouldn't you think there, Louie, if I'm going to go around the same parameters of scrutiny, shouldn't they certainly be given that? that They're actually working with a entity that was literally supported by Hitler <laughs> when he was alive. I mean, I think that's very fascinating that mm-hmm. they, they act like they don't know about that, that the, the truth about the Ford Foundation. You go on their website right now and they have a bunch of like social justice, far left type stuff. And that's what they promote. They act like they they, they, they support all these far left outlets and these establishment left outlets. While in reality, there's a the left wing of crony capitalism and the American empire. And they're obviously part of the Bilderberg influence and the Council on Foreign Relations influence on our country. So, yeah, Berlay won't talk about that. Spencer Sunshine won't talk about that. But they'll accuse me of being a Nazi all day while literally getting money from an outfit that has been accused of working with the original mastermind Nazi himself, Adolf Hitler. Just saying. I find that very hypocritical on their part. But, you know, they, they can accuse everybody of everything else while not living to the standard they impose upon others. Just to say. So, yeah, I had to say that, Louie. Mm-hmm. you're going to find out more when you dig up information on these people It's it's the same story. Alright. But anyway, I'll let you play further in the video. Cool. During Tripoli's lecture,
3: he proceeds to incorporate Gabe Brown into his lecture. Yes, he
5: did. It's hard to talk about this because it's difficult
7: because I know people who have been injured and, you know, there Call for attacks on People, right? even even one of the people in this room this is a someone who really believes in you know othering, and I, I think it's well it's welcoming him here to hear this conversation. I think it's something that is valuable, and so it's good that he's staying to hear this. I think we're all basically human beings, and if we are led to denounce people who are not like us, it turns us into ogres and bullies and and really villains. And that's just how I feel. I know uh, it's a it's a textbook, it's just way too I, I didn't price it. Thank you. Just a second. Uh, uh, I not. a book on i it's, it's, it's not a trade book. on That's what the price can not to am Yeah. just curious. i I've down to the Would it be possible? <laughs> <laughs> it costs me more than oh. It does, yeah. Okay, thank you Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. It's okay, I'm <laughs> <laughs> i do no. not not that.
5: <laughs> What a fucking capitalist pig. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say this about the earlier portion of the video where he was talking about me without mentioning my name. Mm
6: -hmm.
5: Now, as you could see, he felt the need to incorporate me into his discussion. Right. Which is really interesting to me because he said that, I I think he said that I I support violent ideology or something along the lines of that. I forget exactly the words that he used. Well, he said that I other people. Now, that's really funny. I, I don't really do those things. I actually do the opposite. It seems more like the, the people that are talking about me are othering me and subscribing to the violent ideology if they accuse me of being part of it. And in actuality, most of it's self-projection. And I got to tell you, Berle is, uh, in a way, he's kind of slick. He wears suit and tie. He speaks in front of these crowds like he's like a uh, soft-spoken person. Like he's not a violent guy, but yet Spencer Sunshine, as you can see in the the video audio, mm-hmm. that he was like an attack dog ready to come at me. It's like I told you last time on the uh, when we discussed this issue, Spencer is like his attack dog, and he's Spencer's master. Chipper that is. So you can see how they play good cop bad cop, where mm-hmm. Spencer. That's what connects him to anti now, you see, you'll never see Burleigh out on the street doing these things that these Antifa characters are. But as you can see, he's got a, as we talked about Spencer on many occasions, you know that guy's a hardcore Antifa guy. And he's around the hardcore, violent Antifa people that have hurt many people.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: So this is where what connects Burleigh to Antifa. He, you'll never see him there out on the street with them. But as you can see, this is where he's at. And this is what he's trying to do. He's trying to sell a book, a textbook. He's trying to raise money. He's trying to uh, recruit you know, people in regular clothes to his cause to promote his narrative that Trump's a fascist. And that his supporters are fascist, too. Mm. So you know, what you're going to learn about when you examine the audio from the other video. But as you can see, now, we're talking in this next part of the clip where he said it's a textbook. Mm-hmm. What it's a textbook to, I have yet to find the answer to that out. Although I think we're going to have to do some investigative reporting. <laughs> you know, Chip is the investigative reporter here, the journalist. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, I would. I think I qualify as a better investigative journalist than he does at this point. Exactly. If he didn't investigate the Ford Foundation having ties to like former like Hitler stuff back in the day, you know, just saying.
3: But, but, they, but
5: they changed, yeah. Gabriel. They're not like that anymore. No, I know. I know. It's okay when his guys aren't like that anymore, but I deserve to be put on a cross and crucified
6: mm-hmm. with a
5: crown of thorns if I dare talk to people that they don't approve of. Like, who the heck are these people to approve of who I talk to mm-hmm. and what I do? Are they my parents? I'm sorry. I want to know what people's real thoughts are, and I'm going to talk to people that are rejected by society to learn what it is that brought them to where they are today. Because at the end of the day, we're all Americans. We need to learn to talk to each other and understand each other so we can come up with real solutions on fixing problems. And It's clear that these people on the video are uninterested in fixing problems or finding real solutions because to to do so would cut into their financial gain. They're interested in divide and conquer because their business is going after a phantom, a phantom menace, and making money off that phantom menace. Mm -hmm. The difference between me and them is I don't need Antifa to exist. I'll always do something else. But without somebody like me to exist, they have no financial reason to exist. They don't.
3: They don't. I mean, that's like... They really don't. That's like uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center. I mean, they had to invent hate groups or their funding would have dried up because, I mean... I mean that's why oh this, he's a hate group. Gavin's a hate group. Probably hate group. This group's a hate group. I mean
5: everybody and their mother's a hate group to these people. I mean they're worth half a billion dollars almost. I mean why would they ever want to stop fighting hate if they're gonna make half a billion dollars in the long run? Exactly. Who would want to stop that kind of operation from going on if you're gonna make so much money? It's a drug. It's the same argument with the drug war. The only reason it exists is because bureaucracies are getting a hundred. Billion dollars a year or something Why would they ever want to end that war If they're going to make so much money Fighting it you're talking about people going out. You know there would be no more jobs For these people if they had to stop the drug war Because they want it they're never going to win that war Just like these people are never going to win the war Against fascism
3: I mean, They don't that, want imagine, to win that imagine war Imagine all that they, money Instead of freaking worrying about who's smoking what Tax the fuck out of it Like they do with weed and, and cigarettes And and beer and shit.
5: Well, I mean, I like, mean, look, and look at Political that, Research Associates. Like yeah. I was saying earlier, that's <coughs> that's seven hundred thousand dollars annually in revenue. Why would they ever want to end making that money? There's, there's just a handful of people there. They, they, who knows? They probably all make hundred thousand dollars each every year.
6: Well,
3: Gabriel, they, lucrative
5: for them. Yeah, well,
3: Gabriel, <laughs> they they're they're more um, they're more problems to fix other than making up shit. They could go after real issues. And try yeah, to, they they are too and,
5: deep into it now. They are too far like into that, what they're doing the where they, I mean, they're comfortable making the money they're making. I mean, they make I more money that, than I do here. Yeah, I don't make that kind of money.
3: I mean, if I was, well, them, that's, that's what
5: I would do. It's pretty clear what like, they're doing here. Like once
3: once I solve the issue, we move on to the next issue. We, it, we like constant evolution. It's like, okay, we okay, uh, all, all drugs are are legalized, uh, the drug wars ended. Okay, what's next? Okay, um internet pedophilia. Okay, let's go after, let's go after that. In fact, honestly, today, today, um, I got a, um, a random freaking message from some chick, you know, you know, supposedly from the Dominican Republic talking about, talking about, oh, I think you're handsome, I've seen you on Facebook, blah, 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 blah like a random fucking message. Oh, I'm from I'm from this, I'm from here. Oh, oh, but I'm a sex worker and and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, "Oh, I go to people's house and I I use my mouth, my ass, my pussy." And and I'm like, "Well, I'm i like a
5: prostitute I, to me. Yeah. yeah. A sex slave."
3: Yeah. So I'm like, I don't pay for that. I'm actually looking for a real relationship. And then I get this random message from supposedly her pimp talking about how he's gonna threaten my family. So I, <laughs> I, I start laughing in this stupid face.
5: this stupid? Yeah, this is America. This... You can't threaten your family. In America we we take care of business. We don't come this ain't some country that you yeah. can literally you know terrorize people. So this no dummy, no no. You this, come this to our dummy, house in America. We're gonna defend ourselves. Like this dummy sends. We believe in his, freedom.
3: Yeah, this dummy sends his phone number, so I call him. And he's like, "Oh, what what business do you have with my girl?" Da, 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 da. I'm like, I and I'm laughing at him. I'm like, <laughs> "Do you know who our president is, motherfucker? Are you even the?" Yeah. I was like, "Are you American? I'll have you fucking deported." Like, what are you talking about? And then I do, wow. and, and you know what? I ended up reporting the whole conversation to law enforcement because that's, right. sec, that's sex trafficking. And right. isn't my president against sex trafficking?
5: Well, uh, well I guess so, we'll out. So hopefully. I hopefully, don't think law enforcement will do anything about it because, you know, I've heard some pretty crazy stories over the years about law enforcement and sex trafficking, but uh, that's probably a whole other investigation worth looking into, unfortunately. But yeah, that's just None of this stuff surprises me
6: mm-hmm.
5: When you live long enough you, you hear a lot of things And yeah. see a lot of things in person And it's pretty wild so, Yeah so I'm like,
3: okay, whatever
5: but Yeah, like I said chip selling his textbook <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously we're going to have to investigate What colleges this thing's going to probably end up in Being used Because it is a fairly new book from 2019 Ah. The price is rated on it being a textbook in college. I mean, you, you said it last time. It was like 40 bucks and 120 or 150 bucks for, yeah, 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 for the hardcover. Yeah,
3: 150 bucks for the hardcover. Apparently, it's getting sold out at that price. So, sold I'm, out?
5: Yeah.
2: I mean... Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for.
5: And let me tell you, I have found out this company that printed this book. is This is not a small-time, like, underground press. Mm. This thing is a big-time book publishing company. This is, like, a major book company that publishes academic books. So, clearly, it's being used. So, obviously, you're going to have to try to – I don't know how I'm going to follow up on finding out where this is book is being used. But, we you know, if I have some time – because unfortunately I'm not funded by billionaires To go investigate this stuff
6: mm-hmm.
5: Although if anyone wants to fund me That'd be great Just saying uh, I'll see what I can do on my own time To figure out in, in the future what it is But uh, if anything uh, My friend Suntan's on the case Of examining the book right now
6: mm-hmm.
5: And when he, when he finishes reading it Maybe we will learn some more In the, in the future mm-hmm. So I'll definitely keep you posted on that When and if that gets done Mm-hmm. But yeah as far as the rest of the video clip is concerned, he's trying to sell me a textbook and he, he the other thing is he's willing to take my money <laughs> of course <laughs> because I'm pretty good at convincing him to take my money <laughs> mm-hmm. for his book Is it really and,
3: is it really that are you really convincing him all you had to do is pull up pull out some shekels and you know it's like here let me buy well, your book. He's,
5: well you means? know he's such an ideologue that is such a Puritan. Uh, then, obviously, it must be a lot of work for me to uh, convince him to take my money for his book, right? It really wasn't. I mean, he,
3: he tried to sell it to you at full price.
5: <laughs> maybe that maybe that just proves my point. further. he's not an ideologue. He's just a mercenary for money.
3: Oh, well, there you go. Which, like, yeah, he, he so that's, that's could've where could've
5: I'm cut... going with this. It's clear that he's a mercenary for money. It's clear that this yeah. is all about money for these people, not actually something they care about. Yeah. Uh, let me, let's finish, let's like,
3: let's uh, finish this whole clip and then we'll discuss it at the end.
5: Yeah, it's pretty close to uh, being finished, so yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, you can go for that.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, your... like the Archangel. Sorry. If you can check
10: out after-
3: This is how Chipotle signed my book want say you Can't really can't really tell by me So anyways what did he's what did he sign in your book
5: yeah um, Well actually you know it's funny I just gave my book to Suntan to go research So I don't remember I think it said Ain't not too late to change Which uh, we made a mistake last time When we uh, talked yeah. about that mm-hmm. Because we subconsciously said It's not too late to change But he actually forgot the S so mm-hmm. he, he must have been so flustered himself mm-hmm. That he couldn't even properly spell the word In his own book so To tell me brains- what I should do to repent As our- an evil Nazi or so he thinks I am. Like it's man. funny too, because when you listen to his conversation, he acts like he don't know what my name is, but yeah, he, he knows enough to know that I'm the evil Nazi. Yeah. In the room, the 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 mm-hmm. person that others everybody,
6: mm-hmm.
5: and he better not see me on the left, right lines, whatever that means.
6: <laughs> I mean, what, what but
5: he's do you, not what, coming back to Long Island apparently to do any more lectures. Uh, well, <laughs> you, you probably that, you probably, probably. You, yeah you probably made it too hot for him. And I got to tell you, that speech that he gave was a lot shorter than normally. I feel like he gives like a 40-minute speech, but instead his speech was like 20 minutes. And Like, I think I've seen videos of his up for like an hour and a half on YouTube. And that video I posted up in full from question to answer is only like 40-something minutes long. So who knows if his talk was shortened because he was flustered by the fact that I was there. It's quite possible. I don't know. If he shortened his event uh, He said the event was supposed to be till like 3 o'clock I don't think it even lasted until 3 o'clock mm. I'm not really sure you're very, you're very, Your very spread.
3: presence Your very presence made the block too hot Because they were like Oh shit, we got one of them here That means they're probably a lot of them And they're on their way to come fuck us up Pack it
4: up
5: oh, Pack funny, it up, champ Only thing is, Louie, it was just me Yeah and that's it it, i gotta tell you though i'm grateful that i went there because i got to learn a lot just from interacting with these people and we got a copy of their book and we're gonna get to learn about what these people think in this book and it might even explain some of their potential strategies and what they might actually try to combat us with in the future so it's a good thing i went to that i think i i think that's the investigative journalism that uh you know, needs to be done right now. We need to go more to these events. We need to know what these people are talking about because they're so afraid of us to see what the, what's being said. As you saw Spencer said, he, has, he doesn't think I should be there Right, to right. see what's being talked about I despite think... the fact that this guy has smeared my name personally on multiple occasions. Who, without even knowing you, without even having have met you He first. never even met me in person once yeah. not, until that day and he said that he didn't, still didn't want to meet me in person. That,
3: that's racist. Which I
5: means yeah, well, actually, you know what? He—I think he is kind of a racist. I think he's a. Well, I better not say it because I'll get called an anti-Semite by him. Uh, I'd say he's a Jewish supremacist who's obsessed with his Jewish identitarianism, and I think he has some issue, you know, white people or something. And because honestly, he's obsessed
3: with writing about evil white people. And all here's day the long. funny thing: I've spoken to other Jewish people about him being a Bundist. Yeah, what do they say about that? I'm kind of uh, curious what their
5: thought on uh, Bundism it, is.
3: It's it it it's well for now, for, like for the modern age, it's stupid to be a Bundist. Well, that's why he
5: refers <clears throat> to himself as a neo-Bundist because <clears throat> he's a new type of Bundist, whatever that is. I he he hasn't quite crafted what the uh, the ideology behind <clears throat> that is or the philosophy, because I've never seen it. Although I could be wrong, he has spoken in front of Yiddish uh, type groups. Uh, he actually gave, a, I think, a lecture in front of a Jewish uh, center mm. regarding uh, Jewish anarchism. You know his ideas of Judaism, I guess. So maybe we should study what he had to say about that. That might explain what he refers to as a neo-Bundist. But I have seen him refer to himself that way. But that would be interesting to have that conversation to learn more about that and with uh, other Jewish individuals who are well versed in those subjects. That's for sure. Right. Oh, it must be such an anti-Semite. We want to talk <clears throat> to other Jews about things said uh, you know, to be educated on things. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm anti-Semitic. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Give me a freaking break. Yeah. I wish somebody, would, yeah. I wish somebody would try to call me an anti-Semite with me with a picture
5: with a yarmulke on. Yeah, I know. They just, like, like I said, I don't think it qualifies that somebody's anti-Semitic if they're criticizing individual <laughs> Jews using supremacist type, Positions I don't think that's in how, favor of them selves, I don't think that qualifies
3: as anti-Semitism. No, it doesn't. That's not how I, anti-Semitism I mean, works. I think, uh, it, it, you know, you're, you're very specific with the people you criticize. It's not a whole,
5: I have a universal, uh, <coughs> method of criticism of all groups. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, You've known me as long as you have, yeah. have been able to figure it out pretty quickly that I'm pretty equal to all people.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't have racist, I don't have, I, I don't break bread with racist or white supremacists. So it's, um,
5: yeah. I mean, I've had I mean, I'll, I would talk to people like that, but uh, I mean, it's not my cup of tea and I've always made it clear with people I yeah. run into that might hold views like that, that that's not where I'm at.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've come, ac- it or leave it. I, I've come across Christian identity idiots and, yeah. and they're, and they're very easy to trigger. <laughs>
5: well, it's not hard to trigger those people. They're obsessed with race and anything that's attacked on their race. They're very uh, hostile. To like
3: you, you just, you know, honestly, when it comes to white supremacists, because I was on a, a neo-Nazi podcast after they tried to troll, uh, Jovi Vow. <laughs> it was hilarious. Right. And all and and the same thing same thing with a Christian identity because I use the same joke is like, well I have a white girlfriend and we're expecting our first child, what?
6: <laughs> Click. Uh
5: yes, I yeah. yeah it's it's a complex, complicated topic mm-hmm. to really talk about because I mean I understand why some of these people go in the right direction they do. And why they're obsessed with their white identitarianism because feel, there has been such an attack by the far left you feel more comfortable to people of white backgrounds to the point where it does look like they're engaging in a racial holy war yeah. against white people. So I see why some of these people are concerned with the, the things that are being put out there to destroy what they think is their culture. You know, it's not necessarily my cup of tea to be involved with that stuff, but I get why those people think the way they do, just like blacks think that there's a plan to exterminate them by white people and vice versa. I mean, every group has their racial identitarians who think that another group is out to get their race. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, New World Order has kind of crafted and created some of this element to specific racial groups. Mm-hmm. And that is why people develop these ideas. And so I, I get why they develop those ideas. It's just not my cup of tea, but, you know, I I, I saw a long time ago, like couple, maybe five years ago, I think it was, There's a guy named Keith Press, and He actually had a podcast talking about white identitarianism. He's not a white identitarian by any means, mm-hmm. but he was talking about the, the study of it and like a, a real sense of it. Not like the far-left study of it, which really isn't a study, it's more like a hate-fest, but trying to examine the real issues behind it. Like, what are the legitimate concerns of folks who hold those views? And even though they're, like, unpopular kind of people, do they hold any legitimate arguments? And that's what the uh, podcast was discussing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of these days I'll send it to you and you can check it out. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very interesting study. So, I mean, if people, if people want to go, because uh, let's
3: just close out the show now because we've been going on for a while. Um, to listen to the full uh, Chip Berlay discussion, go to GB0083 on YouTube. That is GB. Just search for gb 83 on YouTube and you'll find it hopefully uh we could get his ass on bitch shoot like i've been nagging him to do
6: for I years know yeah
5: you if you've been nagging me and you know and well i put this where I'm kind of like stuck with uh no internet access with the uh, the end of the world coming with this uh, right. corona death because all the facilities that have <laughs> wi-Fi are shut down I don't have wi-fi at my house right now and until, you
3: know what you know what dude. All, I, all i'm saying is just trust me with the
5: password, and I will I will build it for you. Uh, if I get on a computer and organize the videos, we need know. organized to go up there.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, we'll start working on that right. now. Mm-hmm. You're right; I do need a bit shoot. I will be getting involved with that once I. I'm, I'm in the process of getting things organized here better anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'll be in the process of doing all that in the near future.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And you know, like I said, these are important issues to study. I mean, the far left, they want to go around calling everyone fascist, white supremacist, white nationalist, whatever, white this or that. And, you know, if if these conversations and discussions are going to be a thing, I think it's important that we study them from an intellectually honest position and actually look at the, the, the real issues behind it. Like the things, if there are legitimate arguments, we should look and examine them. To make sure that we really understand what's going on in an accurate way
6: mm-hmm. and i
5: feel like the problem with the far left and these chipotle characters is they're not interested in like having a real discussion about this stuff they're just charlatans trying to make money right. and they're mercenaries <laughs> for the new world order and the far left because it's so hyperbolic and sensationalist they don't really report accurately on what those things actually are and because of that they're kind of lumping everything together. Like the average Trump supporter is not a white nationalist by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. They don't even relate to each other. They probably don't even agree. But I think it's important we study what that stuff really is so we accurately understand what it is as well as what it isn't. And I'm willing to do that even if i got to talk to people with that background. It doesn't make me a part of that group per se or you know, believe in those ideas. It just means I want to understand what the, what's real and what's not about it. And I think it's important that we do study those things and have real conversations about that. And there's ways to do that. But um, as far as um, the video that we discussed tonight, I- I'm glad that you aired that.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, to show people how they treat you if you dare try to find out what's going on and intimidate you. And hopefully by people you know, learning about that and studying that, mm-hmm. they'll learn how to defend themselves against the smear attacks that these scumbags try to impose upon them. And I will call them scumbags for what they did because they know I don't carry a gun. Why they would ever make up a lie like that to impressionable people? Well, I can think of a few reasons, and I think we've clearly presented why they would do that. Yeah. Now, as far as the other video you're talking about, the lecture,
6: mm-hmm.
5: I don't know. Perhaps we could do another show about that at some point when right. we do a little examination. Maybe um, when Tan gets through the book, we could have him come on and talk about what he's learned in the book. hmm and if you get a chance to go through the clips, or rather, go through the lecture and mark down the time stamps on what each discussion is, maybe we can examine some of that in the future.
3: Okay.
5: Yeah. It's just an idea, you Sounds know, because like I think uh, it's important we study the enemy strategy. Mm-hmm. And you have done this before with the uh, the Antifa handbook that you uh, mm-hmm. got a copy of. Yeah. And we've talked about some of their strategies. I think it would be good to examine some of the... Uh, the lectures that uh, you know, that Chip is talking about, and also I know he has been around a long time. There's uh, there's other video clips on YouTube of lectures much a uh, lot longer than the one I filmed,
6: mm-hmm.
5: and also uh, another thing that we forgot to talk about is Chipperle. If you have time to play this clip, talking about the Bilderberg Group how it basically runs nothing, I think you should play that it's just to show people what kind of mercenary this guy is for the
3: established okay. order. Yeah, can you, can you send me that clip via Facebook and not my
5: um, text? The other message thing? Yeah. Yeah, I could probably do that right now if you want yeah, yeah. me to do that.
3: Yeah, let's do that.
5: Yeah, let me, uh, or actually, mm-hmm. you know what? I can't do that <laughs> because oh. I, if I get off the phone, I can't send it to you. But right. if you go on YouTube and you type in Chip Burley, his RT interview from like 2012 should pop up. Okay. And it will talk about Bilderberg uh, bologna or something.
3: Okay, let me see. I think
5: that would be great to play on air for Yeah, let's let's let,
3: yeah, let's close out the well, show. Let's yeah, let's close out the show while playing this, Chip Burr. Let's.
5: Yes, I think yeah, he he's not somebody that's going to disappear anytime soon. He's going to be in this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. There's going to be many more things to discuss about him.
3: Okay. Oh, here it is.
11: Taste of things like much, so Skeptic, said. indeed, as he is of the Bilderberg conspiracy theorists. Mr. Billet, evening to you. Well, as we saw there, the gathering's been held in Spain this year, a country that's, of course, no stranger to the tough economic times of late, as we just heard in that report. Even worries it could uh, go the same right. way as Greece down the financial plug hole. I- is that the type of story, the type of uh, thing that's going to be topping the agenda of the Bilderberg meeting over the last two days? Even tonight, of course, as we heard, the euro's trading at a four year low. People have every
7: right to be angry at financial uh, networks and they have every right to to demand accountability, but this idea that the Bilderberger Group is a secret elite force that controls the world economy and is building a new world order is a giant (coughs) pot of spoiled borscht made from rotten beets. These claims go back to the late 1700s, there are a lot of malarkey uh... there are fifteen or twenty other similar groups that have secret meetings most meetings between corporate leaders and government officials are secret the press is not invited to them this is a hoax carried out by people who believe in an elaborate fairy tale about how power is exercised in the world.
11: But hang on, Chip, if you were to put your PR advisor's hat on tonight, don't you think there's anything remotely sinister about this annual meeting, but no matter that it goes on every year, we don't know what's contained in it. It's not really great PR, is it, to shroud themselves with all this secrecy and tight security is bound to breed conspiracy theories. Why is the group so camera shy then?
7: Well, look, uh, of course you're right. From a PR perspective, it's idiotic to have secret meetings with secret guest lists and a secret agenda. So, of course, that encourages conspiracy theories. But you also have the Trilateral Commission. You have the Council on Foreign Relations. You have the Club of Rome. You have dozens of dozens of these elite formations. And yes, they talk over policy, but the organization itself has no power. Powerful people with huge security apparatus show up at these hotels and of course they lock down the hotels. Uh, you know, I'm an investigative reporter. I'm annoying. I try and sneak into meetings and of course security keeps me out. Uh, this this fantastic set of allegations is, is a stage play for the reporters.
11: But these, are, as you just said yourself, are powerful people with a lot of world influence. Surely they're going to take back to their respective camps some of what they've talked about at said meeting and that is going to have an effect on the global scene, isn't it?
7: And, and that effect will be covered by the media of dozens and dozens of nations. And and the the uh, the policies that are formulated don't uh, hold any power within the nation. The people who go to the meeting, there's only like two or three people from each country, they go back to their country and say, hey, I heard this at the Bilderberg meeting, what do you think? And the, the National Assembly or the powerful people say, I think it's a lot of malarkey, take it back and shove it someplace. So this idea that this is plot that is carried out to 30 or 40
11: countries and implemented is baloney. (laughs) How can you be so sure about what you're saying here because it's such a secretive organizer, such a s organization, such a secretive group indeed? How can you be so sure about that? And if it has no influence, what's the point of it all? Uh, Of course these
7: people have influence and they want to talk about how to expand their power and we should object to the way powerful and rich people manipulate the world economy to their benefit. I have no problem with that. But how am I so sure? These same allegations were made in the late 1790s against the Illuminati, then the Freemasons, then the Jesuits, then the Jewish bankers in the Protocols of the Elders of Zion from Russia, an apocalyptic conspiracy theory about Jewish bankers. Then it was the Rockefellers. Then it was a Council on Foreign Relations. And a lot of these people who make a big deal about the Bilderbergers really have this closet agenda of trying to suggest to you it's the Jewish bankers like the Rothschilds. And if you're you're talking about the folks from the American Free Press, that's their agenda. That's an organization that was founded by one of the biggest anti-Semitic neo-fascist conspiracy theorists in the world, Willis Cardo. So, yes, I've investigated both sides of this question, and I'm quite sure of what I'm saying.
11: Good to have you on the program tonight. Chip Berlay, investigative journalist. Thanks for being on RT. All right. Now, Louis,
5: with what you just heard there, with everything he said about the Bilderberg Group and all those other organizations, would you come to the realization, or actually rather the conclusion, that this man is an absolute hitman for the establishment, based on everything he presented there. I would say because basically he basically said that they're doing
3: New World Order shit, but they're not New World Order. Uh, it's like you're just you're hinging on the fact that all these governments, they, like you have all these government officials going there. Of course, there's gonna be policy being made.
5: Yeah, and that's the point, and this guy knows this. He knows these groups, he knows these organizations. If you look at the photographs that I used in the video, mm-hmm. and you look at the books on his bookshelf, he has a copy of The Creature from Jekyll Island. He has a copy of, I believe he even has a copy of Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley, which is a m- notorious book about the New World Order's, like, own history by them <laughs> for the CFR the very group he talks about. So he, he definitely um, he has a history of being an establishment hitman mm-hmm. for the ruling class, the Ford Foundation, which is definitely a Bilderberg-attending member. And, you know, he talks about the Rothschilds, and we shouldn't talk about that, but they are they do have influence at the Bilderberg meetings. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is what I'm saying. Chipotle is, he is the new world order connection to Antifa. And you just saw that mm-hmm. evidence through who he's connected with. And the groups that I mean, look at how he's trying to downplay the Bilderberg meeting. I'd be curious if he ever, as a quote-unquote investigative journalist, ever attempted to sneak in one of those meetings. Now, I have not tried to sneak in one of those meetings per se, but I've been outside of at least two Bilderberg meetings in the United States. And I can assure you there's something really going on there. I don't fully know all the details because how could we, any of us really know that? unless we're attending on the inside. But from the things I've seen, there are definitely questions that are legitimate to ask. And for Belay to act like there's nothing legitimate to ask about that should raise questions about his own credibility and to anybody who's concerned about real issues. But, yeah, you see, he's trying to downplay the Bilderbergs influence and all those other groups while at the same time working for groups that have a conflict of interest involved with those groups. So, yeah, this is why Brulé is an important character. This is why I brought him to your attention, Willie, really, mm-hmm. and to the attention of anyone who's been watching this video, so that we can get on top of investigating what this guy's about. And I'm guaranteeing when you start digging into things, you're going to really find out more, a lot more information to the bigger picture. And I think I've been proven correct in my assessment of that. So, so so yeah, so, there's many yeah. more things that we can talk about, and we will in the future. But yeah. I just wanted you to show that clip to everybody. I saw that a long time ago. Right.
3: All right then. So uh, next week we're gonna we're gonna pick this up and um, yeah, <laughs> I mean Chipotle, yeah. Chipotle. Chip now you know the name. Attack him, destroy him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, but,
5: should, I should say this too, Louis. Yeah. His actual first name is John Foster. Or left.
3: John Foster yeah, He'll go
5: with the John Foster name for some reason Is that similar to the, the Dulles brothers maybe? I don't mm. know I'd like to find out if he's related to the, uh, mm. the family found in the CIA All right. I'd be curious But that just goes to show you that this man is interesting. Barely anyone on the Patriot side mm-hmm. as well as the, uh, the far left really know anything about him but he's a guy who is very much behind the scenes because of what he connects to those people And that's why he does, you know, guys like his minions don't like me because I'm exposing him and I'm exposing their Mm. network. But I do appreciate you having me on the show tonight to talk about these uh, characters of sort and these incidences and these activities and these adventures. Mm. And I do appreciate you giving me a platform to speak on this stuff.
3: Yes, as always. Alright, that was Gabe Brown. You can check him out at GB0083. That's GB0083 on YouTube. And uh, nag them, nag them, get them on, get them on, bitch you, nag them, support them. Working on it. <laughs> so support, send them some money, send them some money, support them, so that way he could get some internets and and start doing some real work. So not that he's not doing. i work
5: actually, well, look, even you know, if I'm gonna plug money stuff like that, generally I I prefer equipment. But honestly, I try to work for myself. Try to you know fund all my activities myself. But anybody who wants to honestly sponsor me to do these activities, it would help because mm-hmm. it would give me a lot easier access to materials so we can actually get, like, the, our hands-on books
6: mm-hmm.
5: and, like, see what's going on at these events firsthand. And I can go to these events. I can record this stuff mm-hmm. and bring it to the people. So it's like I'm actually doing work with whatever funding I get.
6: Right, right,
5: right. I fund myself for the most part. But anybody who wants to sponsor me, I'm out there, and I I, I prefer equipment more than I do money but that's just because I'm a real person about this and right. I really care about what I'm doing right, right. and I want to see other people get involved yep. but anyway I, I just thank you for uh giving me a chance to come on your show tonight as always Lou. as
3: always you are always welcome so uh like to thank everyone for listening to tonight's show please come back next week same crutch time same crutch schedule and as always Spencer you know you got you, you know you, you like you like you like to it's Dr. Robotnik, not Dr. Eggman. I mean, I'm tired of his. this little kid always fucking with me. He's 12 years old. Uh, it's Dr. Robotnik. It's Dr. Eggman. Anyways, uh, <laughs> as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. Uh,
5: that's the end of my show. Donk.
3: Help the Shot Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalists and riot gear to Beanie babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyuro.com slash B and just shop normally knowing that you're helping support the Shot Radio Show.